0: Today on From His Heart with Pastor Jeff Shreve, we'll learn what to do when praying seems just too hard to do.
1: Luke chapter 18, Jesus told a parable to not become discouraged, to not lose hope, to not give up, to not quit. Oh, I know that you're, you're thinking about throwing in the towel, the Lord said on prayer. I know you're gonna hit some things in life where the answer doesn't come right away and you're gonna think about quitting so let me tell you this parable to tell you that at all times you ought to pray and not to quit. I want to share with you three encouragements from this great parable in Luke 18. There is truth, there is life.
0: You've surely heard the old saying that says, the squeaky wheel gets the grease. Well, it's just another way of saying continued persistence pays off. Sometimes we want an answer from someone and we keep asking them and finally they give in to us just to keep us from asking again. Nobody really likes a squeaky wheel, but God does. Did you know that God wants you to be a squeaky wheel? He heard you the first time, but he still wants to hear it again when you come to him praying for a particular request. Welcome to From His Heart with Pastor Jeff Shreve, where today we're going to be encouraged and empowered with a message entitled When the Praying Gets Tough. It's from Pastor Jeff's six-lesson series, The School of Prayer, where he explains the importance of persistence and faithfulness in seeking the Lord through prayer in all situations, be they good or difficult. Now, This is the last lesson in this six-message series that we're going to be airing to close out the month. If you want to go back and listen to the other messages from this series, just simply go to fromhisheart.org and click the radio tab. But right now, open your Bible to Matthew chapter 18. Here's Pastor Jeff Shreve to close out the month with a powerful reminder of what to do when the praying gets tough.
1: The Lord knows that... There are times in life that can hit all of us, that can cause us to lose hope in the power of prayer, that can cause us to want to give up on something specific that we're praying for. And he shares this parable to encourage our hearts. I want to share with you three encouragements from this great parable in Luke 18. Encouragement number one, the need of life is prayer. The Lord made that very clear that the need of life is prayer. Verse one, he was telling them a parable to show that at all times they ought to pray and not lose heart. At all times, they must pray. They need to pray. It's a necessity to pray at all times in the good things in life, in the bad things in life, in the in-between things in life, in all things, big things, little things, everything to pray. Because prayer is a necessity of life. Now, the parable he tells, he tells about this widow. He said there was a widow. She had a need. And she has a person who is afflicting her and who is taking from her and who is uh, evidently stealing from her. And so her only recourse is to go before the judge. And to say, give me legal protection from my adversary. And the judge is corrupt and wicked and cruel and couldn't care less about her plight. And that's a big, big problem. The need of life is prayer. Why is that? Because of the difficulties in life, because of the opponent. We are the widow in this parable. That's the first encouragement. The need of life is prayer. Second encouragement, the need of prayer is persistence. And there was a widow, verse 3, in that city, and she kept coming to him saying, give me legal protection from my opponent. And for a while, he was unwilling. But afterward, he said to himself, even though I do not fear God, nor respect man, yet because this widow bothers me, I will give her legal protection, lest by continually coming, she wear me out. Now, think of yourself as this widow. You come before the judge and you find out and it's well known. It says twice that he, he did not fear God and he did not respect man. She knew that. And so I go there and he doesn't listen to me. He says, no. And he says, no. And he says, no. What do you do if you're the widow? I mean, you reason to yourself and say, this is a waste of time. I'm wasting my breath with this guy. You mark it down when it comes to prayer. The devil wants you to quit. He wants you to quit coming to God in prayer. He wants you to believe that this is doing no good, that why are you spending time on your knees? Why are you crying out to God for this? God doesn't care about your situation. If God cared, wouldn't he answer? I mean, if God really loved you, wouldn't he do something in this situation? The devil will tell you, quit. Stay down. It's not doing any good. That's what the devil says. What does the Savior say? The Savior says, keep coming to God in prayer. Keep coming. God honors persistence. There's just something interesting about God that way. He loves persistence. He loves it when we keep coming. Some of us, we've quit. We've quit on our dreams. We've quit on this thing that God's put in our heart, and we believe the lies of the devil that this isn't going to happen. And the Lord's saying, you know, you're so close. You're so close, but you quit. Now, here's the question. Why does God not answer more quickly? I mean, I, I, some of us, we, we'd, we'd love if we could give the Lord just, hey, Lord, can I buy you a watch, Lord? You know what I mean? Because you, you just, Lord, you're just slow, it says in the scripture, He's not slow. God is not slow about His promises as some men count slowness, the scripture says, but He's patient. He's patient toward you. One day is as a thousand years and a thousand years as one day. And that's so true. Man, when you're praying about something big and it's like, there's this not happening. God, I mean, this, one day is like a thousand years. I feel like I, I don't have a thousand years, Lord. And so we would love for God to speed up a little bit. Why doesn't God answer more quickly? You got to remember this. What is the goal of prayer? Is the goal of prayer just to answer your prayer? The goal of prayer is to draw your heart closer to the Lord. If God answered all your prayers just like that, you would spend less time with God. Because you wouldn't really be seeking him. The Lord says, and you'll seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. God does business with those who mean business. And so the Lord wants to know how serious are you about this? And remember this about prayer. Prayer is not overcoming God's reluctance. That God doesn't want to do something for you. But if you whine long enough in his presence, he'll finally just say, all right, I'll do it. so stop. You know how your kids can do sometimes? I want some candy. I want some candy. I want some candy. All right, you get candy while I blow my brains out. I mean, you have that kind of feel, you know? It's just like, oh, I can't take this anymore. That's not prayer. That's not what God's talking about. He's talking about those who persist, and those who just keep like he told the story about the friend at midnight that kept knocking at the door saying, I need you to get up to give me three loaves. Come on. He's like, go away. I, my, we're already in bed. Get out of here. You're waking everybody up. No, I need you to do this. I need you to do this. And Jesus said that, that guy's not going to get up because he's his friend. He's going to get up because that man at the door is persistent. And God honors persistence because he does business with those who mean business. The need of life is prayer. The need of prayer is persistence. And encouragement number three, the need of persistence is understanding. Understanding. How do you keep going in prayer? You understand things about God. That's how you keep going in prayer. See, this parable, we're the widow. Who's the judge? Well, the judge is God. But God is nothing like this judge. This judge is wicked. He's cruel. He's corrupt. Well, God's not wicked and cruel and corrupt. This is a parable in contrast. And this is what the Lord is saying. Hear what the unrighteous judge says. Now think about your righteous father. He says, now shall not God, verse 7, bring about justice for his elect?" Who cry to him day and night, and will he delay long over them? God's not this unrighteous judge. So if the unrighteous judge would do for this widow that he doesn't care two hoots about, how much more shall your father who loves you? You're precious. You're his elect. You're his chosen ones. You're his precious ones. You're his own sons and daughters. How much more shall your father in heaven do for those who cry out to him day and night? See, God is not an unrighteous, uncaring judge. He's nothing like that. Jesus said, if you then being evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more shall your father who is in heaven give what is good to those who ask him? Oh, you know how to give good gifts to your kids. You think God doesn't know how to give good gifts to his kids? James says, every good and perfect gift comes down from above from the father of lights in whom there is no variation nor shadow of turning. Don't ever think you as a sinner are more generous and magnanimous than God, holy God. Don't ever think that you love your children more than God loves you. I have three girls. I love them with all my heart. I love them probably a one trillionth as much as God loves them, as much as God loves me. I don't have the capacity to love like God does. I don't have the capacity to give like God gives. So God is nothing like this judge. And so this is a parable of contrast. It's a lesser to greater. Hey, if this lesser judge will do what the, this woman wanted because of her persistence, how much more do you think your father in heaven who cares about you, who is good, will do in your life? God is not an unrighteous God, and God has invited us to pray, and he's promised to answer. Promised answer. To answer, Call to me, Jeremiah 33, verse 3. Call to me, and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things which you do not know. Let us draw near with confidence to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. God is a God who answers prayer, but he answers prayer in his time according to his will. You remember... Okay, prayer is not whining at God to get him to do something he doesn't want to do. That's not prayer. Prayer is not overcoming his reluctance. It's getting in on his willingness. And that's why it says, this is the confidence, 1 John chapter 5. This is the confidence which we have before him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us in whatever we ask, we know that we have the request which we have asked from him. You ask according to what you know God wants. What? That's why it has to come from the Word. That's why you find a promise in the Word and you latch onto that promise. That's why you say, God, this is what you said. This is what you want to do. You say, well, Jeff, what if if you don't have a promise from the Word? It's something that you want. It's something you desire. I mean, maybe you're here and you're single and you say, well, I really want to get married, but I don't have a promise in the Word that says that I'm going to get married. I want a child, but I don't have a promise from the Word that says I'm going to have a child. And what do you do in that situation? Psalm 37, verse 4, that's for that situation. Delight yourself in the Lord, and He will give you the desires of your heart. You delight yourself in him. You make yourself, that word delight means to make yourself soft and pliable. It's a picture of the potter with the clay. Make yourself soft clay in the hands of the potter, and he will give you the desires of your heart. You can have confidence in that. And if the the desires of your heart are wrong, as you delight yourself in the Lord, he'll change the desires of your heart. And then God will give you the desires of your heart as they line up with him because you're delighting yourself in Him. Now you can pray things, and if God doesn't want to do it because it's not what He said, it's not what He wants for you, He's not gonna do it. I don't care how much you pray. You gotta get your prayer in line with His will. Let me give you a good example of somebody that did that. His name was Moses. Moses was a guy that could pray. Moses, the man that talked to God face to face, the scripture says. Moses, whose fa- his face would glow as he spent time with the Lord. That guy knew how to pray. He prayed that God would let him go into the promised land. You remember, he was the one that the Lord says, speak to the rock, Moses, and water's going to come out of the rock. And Moses got mad, and he took his staff, and he went, bam, bam. Shall I give you water out of the rock, you bunch of rebels? He was sick of those people, and he hit the rock twice, and the water came forth. But God had said, you speak to the rock. You don't strike the rock. You already struck the rock before. That rock is a picture of Christ. He is struck once for our iniquities and our sins, never to be struck again. And there was a picture and symbolism there, and Moses messed all that up, and it ticked God off, and God said, okay, Moses... You failed to hold me as holy among the people, and you're not going to go in the promised land. And then some years passed, and they were getting close to the promised land. In the book of Deuteronomy, they're out the plains of Moab, ready to go in the promised land. And Moses said, I asked the Lord, Lord, how about we revisit that me going in the promised land thing? And Moses said this, the Lord said to me, enough. Don't ask me about that anymore. Okay, sorry. You know, I mean, God, Moses said the Lord got angry with me for doing that. There are certain things that don't pray for that. God, help me because uh, I'd really like to dump my wife and marry my secretary. That would be a really good thing. The Lord's like, don't ask me that. I'm not going to do that. He's not going to do things that he's already said no to. So we get in on what God wants to do. One of the things that God really wants to do in your life and my life give you power to be a witness for Christ. That's that's what we read about in Acts chapter four. When the disciples pray, Lord, give us boldness to speak forth your word with confidence. And God answered that prayer meeting with an earthquake. The place shook and God said, that's right. That's what I want to do. That's how you get in on God's willingness. You find out what does God want to do in my heart and in my life? Does God want to give me the desires of my heart? Yes. As you delight yourself in him. I talk to, to single adults, and I say, do you have a desire in your heart to be married? Oh, yes, I want to be married. Delight yourself in the Lord. He'll give you the desires of your heart. And don't give up on that promise. Keep bringing that before the Lord. Keep bringing it before the Lord. Don't quit, and don't throw in the towel. True story in the 1800s of a man named Darby. He got caught up in the gold rush in the west, out in Colorado. And so he took a train, stagecoach, to get out west, and he began. He bought a little mine, and he began to dig in this mine to find gold. And he found a little bit of gold, and he was so excited and he contacted his family back east and said, come help me. And so they invested money. They came to help him. They invested money in some uh, equipment t- to dig. And they uh, began to dig. And then all of a sudden they lost the gold vein and they dug and dug and, dug and dug and dug and dug and dug and dug and couldn't find any more gold. And they got discouraged and they quit and they threw in the towel and they sold all their equipment for pennies on the dollar to a junk dealer. He bought everything. He bought their claim to the mine. He bought all their equipment. They went back east. And this junk dealer, he began to dig in the mine. And three feet from where they had stopped digging, he found one of the biggest gold veins that's ever been found in America. Three feet. They just quit too soon. Could that be you quit too soon? If you've thrown in the towel on prayer on that big dream that God put in your heart, that big ministry dream, that big career dream to write a book, to do this, to do that, to do the other, pick up the towel and say, God, I'm not going to quit. I'm going to keep praying because you're a God who answers prayer. You're a God who honors persistence This parable ends this way. I tell you that he will bring about justice for them speedily. And remember, God's speedily and our speedily aren't quite the same. It's in his timing. However, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on the earth? What a question. When Jesus returns, will he find you faithful to pray? Will he find you still praying, still believing him for big things? We need to pray. We need to pray. We need to pray. We need to pray. God says, if you will pray and really pray and really press in and be like this widow, you'd be amazed at the things that I would do in your life. You'd be amazed at the gold you would find if you would keep digging and really seek after me. Now, I want to ask you. Many of you who are struggling, you've been praying about something for a long time and you're losing hope and you're losing steam, I want to ask you to pray and lift your voice to the Lord. And if you're thrown in the towel to pick it back up again and say, God, I'm not giving up. I'm not giving up on that son, that daughter, that grandson, that granddaughter, my mom, my dad, my grandparents, I'm not giving up. I'm going to keep praying and keep trusting you until you answer because you're a good God who answers prayer.
0: He certainly is a God who not only answers the prayers of His children, but loves and cares for them deeply. You're listening to From His Heart with Pastor Jeff Shreve, and the message today entitled When the Praying Gets Tough. But you know, Pastor, for those who have listened today out of, well, curiosity for one, but can't understand what you've taught about prayer today— It may be because they've never entered into a personal relationship as his child, and so praying is foreign to them, as is living a life that is honoring to God. Could you speak to that person today and offer a prayer here should they want now to surrender to Jesus?
1: I'd love to do that. This is how you enter into a personal relationship with Jesus. You just pray from your heart, Jesus, I know that I'm a sinner, and I'm lost, and I can't save myself. But I believe you died on the cross for my sins. Lord, I believe you rose again from the dead. I believe, Jesus, you are God in the flesh. And right now, I surrender my life, my heart, my all to you. Come into my life. Forgive me of all my sins. Change me from the inside out. Make me your child. And I commit myself to follow you all the days of my life. My friend, if you'll pray a prayer like that and mean it, the Lord will come in and your life will never be the same.
0: No, it surely will not. And amen to that. A humbling prayer, and one that we pray has touched your heart, and you've asked Christ to come into your heart right now. If so, we trust that you'll also find a Christian friend to share that with, and find a Bible-believing church, confide in your pastor there, and let them guide you and help you in your new Christian journey. And by the way, please go to fromhisheart.org and let us know of your decision. That would be a great encouragement to us. We also hope you'll click the Why Jesus section on our homepage. It'll give you a lot of information and encouragement as you walk with God. Now, if you're someone who supports this ministry financially, we want to thank you for allowing us to be here each day to give people an opportunity to surrender to Christ. Your partnership is so meaningful and vital to From His Heart. So thank you for your gift of any amount this month and when you do make that gift we'd like to send you Pastor Jeff's seven lesson series entitled Shine how to live the christian life in an unchristian world and his booklet in the face of discouragement both for your support of any amount from his heart this month just make your gift today at fromhisheart.org or call 86640bible 86640 Bible, and request them when you make your gift. And thank you for standing with us today. Pastor Jeff Shreve receives no income from this ministry, so thank you for joining with us to reach the world for Jesus because so many need our Savior today and for eternity. Again, the number 86640 Bible, or go to FromHisHeart.org. Well, that's all our time for today. I'm Larry Nobles, hoping that this month's programming has been a blessing to you and that you'll make sure to join us tomorrow as we'll begin a new month exploring a subject that has so much practical, timely, and critical truth to share to us today. We'll be taking a comprehensive look at the Days of Noah. This all starts Wednesday when Pastor Jeff Shreve will open up the Word of God and share the truth, love, and hope found only in Jesus. That's right here on From His Heart. His heart is the listener-supported broadcast ministry of Dr. Jeff Shreve, speaking the truth in love to a lost and a hurting world. Remember, no matter what, God loves you and has a wonderful plan for your life. Find out more when you go to fromhisheart.org.